Yo, welcome to my summer lair. I'm your host, Sammy Yunin. And uh, today I am at the Interior Design Show. I'm taking a break from the Pacific Junction Hotel Bar where I typically record. And I am talking on the phone to Martin LeBlanc, who uh, recently just delivered a talk at the Interior Design Show. His talk was called Designing Spaces and Generating Lasting Experiences, How the Designer's Role Has Evolved. So there's a lot there, and uh, we're going to focus on his work in the hospitality industry with a couple of hotels, which is kind of neat since I like going to hotels and taking a nap. Beaming from Pacific Junction Hotel to Earth. I was at the uh, Raptors game yesterday, and I got to see some of Sid Lee's work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's hard to miss. It's hard to miss, yeah. Uh, so for people who don't know uh, what we're talking about, what is Sid Lee, and what is your role at Sid Lee? Sid Lee is a creative agency. So, so the, uh, what we do is, is, is we help our clients deliver uh, experience and reach their customers through creative solution, uh, whether it's in digital uh, uh, brand design and architecture. And your, your role is kind of more on the architecture side, that's correct? Exactly. I, I founded the architectural practice of Sydney Architecture in 2009. I run it with my partner, Jean. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we've been um, you know, doing design and architecture since um, 2009. So in your interior design show talk, you used the word relevant. You used it a number of times. What does that mean to you to be relevant, and how is that kind of different than being, say, popular? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think there is, in this quest for having, uh, let's say, memorable space, we, we sometimes forget about relevancy. I, th- I, th- I think, and as designers, we need, we need to make sure, anyway, that's how I see my role. We, we need to make sure that, that the principle of design are applied to space. And, and, and relevance, you know, is, is applied when you, you define your circulation in the process on how you design um, the furniture or, or, or the position of the window or the framing. So, so, so if you have a, you know, if you want to frame something or if you want to, make your coffee shop being, you know, closer to, you know, where it's uh, accessible to public. Um, so so I, th- I think I use this word signify that uh, in this experience-driven world, um, relevancy is, is really about making sense, doing something that, that matters, that will carry on more than just the, you know, uh, Photoshop that you're going to get from, from the space. Mm-hmm. The way you're using relevance, um, is that also kind of springing from the fact that you come from an architecture background? Like a building is going to be around for a while, <laughs> depending on how how long it stays up. You know what I mean? And it's not it's not the case for an advertising campaign or even a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, uh, but but uh, you know, relevance is also a good way to bring a story, a narrative to any given project that resonates. Uh, so, so if we want to, you know, create something that means something, or that, you know, that that you're going to talk. I mean, Sydney is based on a very simple idea, right? It was it was based on the fact that advertising, as we know it, doesn't work. It was based on the fact that people telling you about a product or space or an event or whatever carry much more power, you know, than any kind of advertising you, you, you're going to have. So. 
So that's why very early on we work on experience because we, we understand that the power of, of, of mouth of your friends telling you about something is way stronger than any uh, other campaign that, that, that you can do. So, so my point is meaning, being meaningful to do a, a campaign, a, a digital experience or, or, or whatever, um, is, is about having a good narrative, understanding when you go see a show, if, if you prepare yourself mentally before, if you, if you get the, uh, uh, some kind of, of treatment so to leave away your, your common issues and, and try to relax and then focus on the performance you're going to see, you're going to appreciate way more and then you're going to talk about it. So, so relevance is about uh, uh, giving uh, meaning and eventually a narrative to whatever design uh, problems that, or, or uh, issues that you need to solve. Uh, so it doesn't only apply to space. And, and I, I think that, that really enriches at the end the user experience because you anticipate what's coming, you, you really build on uh, uh, because of what you learn, and then you have the experience or you live uh, uh, you know, something that uh, will eventually be meaningful and you will talk to it uh, to your friends. So, so it, 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 it's always a build-up, right? It, it, it's really about you know, creating a way to touch people and adding those people uh, you know, being happy. It, it, the truth is the same about Twistel, right? It, it, and, and engage people uh, early on uh, uh, and, and create a narrative that, you know, they would be so happy and proud of buy, buying this or being in that place. I think that not only benefits our clients, which are mostly private companies, but also people living or experiencing uh, whatever product or space they're showcasing. And when you're talking about like uh, building a narrative or establishing a narrative, you're talking about things like, for example, when you work with the, the W hotels or some hotel industries, you know, how people go in, how they check in, how they check out, how they kind of deal with the concierge, all those kind of things, right? Exactly that. So, so the approach you have, uh, I mean, for example, the, uh, one of the, we did the, the, the Fairmont Queen Elizabeth here in Montreal, and, and um, the, um, the idea there is, is a very simple gesture because it, it was an old hotel with, with tradition, you know, one big entrance, and once you're in the hotel, you, it's a little bit like, uh, let's say, New York uh, in Toronto. Um, a, t- a simple thing we change is to provide more access from the sidewalk. So, so we open up wall. Uh, we we populated the street by you know access to restaurants, cafe, a bar, secondary uh, access. So, so we basically democratize the way you access the uh, the uh, the building. That way, uh, it actually changed your your uh, your uh, checking experience. You know, in, instead of being this this uh, isolated, you know, place. Then, then you feel that you're part of a, a global business community, and uh, and and that's uh, you know generate emotion. That that's that's what drives you know uh, experience. Same thing could be said about W. So so we have to define, uh, uh, you know, talk about the culture of W. We talk about their their brand DNA through space, and and that's. Uh, how or why we need a narrative. That's why we need 
uh, a point of view about uh, something. So for the W, for example, in Montreal, we did the wall suite, where where we wanted this place to be flexible, offer a unique point of view uh, on the city, but also uh, generate some some moments with your friends. So so the room in itself is can be transformed quite easily into you know a shop, a retail shop, or uh, can be transformed into uh, event space and so forth. So, so this this idea of having a room which is actually close to uh, some of the moments you want to have with your your friends or customers or user, uh, and, and and that can adapt to it, making architecture uh, transformative, uh, is is part of this DNA that we want that W is not us that W wants to uh, showcase. And is that narrative and those memorable experiences, you're talking about the customer point of view, but do they also extend to the staff as well? Do the staff need a narrative so they can share uh, the narrative? Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a very good question. I, I, I don't know if you were there yesterday, but, but sometimes because, as I said, experience uh, is a word which is used a lot, but, but basically it talks about focus on users and customers. And, and for that reason... I really embrace it because many, many times I think in, in our design disciplines and, and architecture disciplines, we tend to focus on operation. We, we, we tend to focus on return and, and, and efficiency. And, and this, let's say, experience movement um, force our clients to be focused on users and customers. But that being said, staff is it's a very good question to employees. How, how do they participate? How do they feel uh, something. So my point of view on that is, is what I tell to, to you know, clients, uh, whether they're designing office, retail, or, or, or hotel, is that your people are the best and sometimes only ambassador to your brand. Even if you're designing an office and there's actually no client that goes into that office, if you design this office for, and you have your staff which are happy about their place, where they can understand what this company is about, just by the way it's designed. So if you if you transmit value of your your company through your space, you're gonna have great ambassadors. And even if there's no clients in your space, those people, if they feel happy in their workplace, if they, they feel uh, uh, appreciated, responsible, if they see opportunity, they they're gonna talk about your brand. They're gonna talk about your company to their friend, and and, and that that's very uh, powerful. Um, so same thing could be said about about an hotel. It, it, uh, a lot of times, you know, let's say the um, the areas for employees is this, you know, we, we take the worst place in TV, you know, and then and, and we give it to the employees because we think we fit a room or a meeting space because the ceilings were too low, it was too noisy, and there was no window. So hey, that would be a perfect employee room. That's the worst thing you can do because employees will will feel neglected. They will. They will feel they're not part of the, the, the success of your company. If, if anything, put, put them in one of the greatest places in your, uh, in your building so they feel that they're appreciated and that they uh, feel uh, rewarded for uh, being, you know, uh, working with your company today. So, so it's really, really a shift in the mentality, and, and space can, can play a lot into uh, uh, making your employees or your staff becoming great ambassador of your brand and, and feel... Uh, you know, energized by uh, working uh, in your space. 
you mentioned like the the example with the hotel where you open up the door, uh, you move the doors, you made it more connected to the street, you made it more accessible. How are you balancing data versus expectations? Because the the hotel sometimes that may be they may not want to do these renovations, they may not want to do those things, but the data is saying that this is this is a good way to do it. So how are you when you're working with clients? How are you balancing data and expectations? That, that's a, that's always the, the, the big question. Is is the fact that you know we say we're data informed and and no and, and we're not here. We don't want to open something which has got an amazing design, just worldwide recognition, but then your asset closed because you know the the, the metrics are not there. So we take. I mean, data is, is what you do with it. We 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 as be we have access to a lot of data that informs us about you know, customer behaviors that look about their, their current, you know, uh, trends and, 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 and you know, uh, spending money, uh, how it evolves, you know, it's ethnographic, really. But, but what you do with it and how you apply it to a given problem is, is that's the tricky part because, you know, we, it's based on experience, we, we, we start scenarios, we, we validate it as much as possible, and then we propose Everything we propose is always a prototype, you know. Um, but w- what's helping us right now to answer your, your question? How, you know, basically the question is, is, is you know, uh, what justifies such an investment to transform something? Well, it's because in, in most of industry, there's always new players, new things that basically ask this given in- industry to change and transform and adapt. Most companies that come see us, well, it's because something is not working. I mean, no, nobody is, is doing a, a renovation for the sake of renovations because, well, you know, w- when we studied, for example, the Queenie or lots, we, we looked at the possibility to actually cut the hotel in half and, and have, like, condos. And and then we, we found the opportunity, because of the data, to make this place one of the greatest business hubs in Montreal. So we, we focused on the business clientele, but then the business clientele in Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, or Boston is totally different. We don't have the same type of business people. So, so what we think of the business clientele, well, it may be different here. So we basically start to study, you know, their needs of the the Montreal business clientele and try to propose uh, a, a place about what we we heard would be necessary or would would convey their their hopes. And I think we succeeded because because we didn't, you know, a lot of hotels they want to be local, so they want a local flavor, and they they want people to to express uh, as much as possible um, the, the city in which they're located, so so their their customers can you know have a glimpse of let's say Montreal when they travel. But we need we tried to do that. We actually wanted to do an international hotel. We wanted Montrealers to go into the hotel and travel, basically, by by the design, by the way we, we do things, they can experience something. So we, we found out that the best way to attract local people was actually not doing a local hotel, but trying to elevate the field plate so, so they can learn something and and, and come back again. And so, so basically, we wanted to, the, the hotel to challenge given expectations. But all of this thinking came from uh, research. We, we, didn't, we didn't, you know, come up first day and say, hey, let's, let's do that this way. We basically look at the data, we, we ask people uh, in other fields, not only, you know, architecture, we, we looked at, uh, you know, uh, put something together and, and basically started dreaming about this hotel 
uh, a few months or even a year before we actually started building. And um, and and I think you know right now we're, we're quite happy with the success. And same can be said with the W. And we're opening the um, we're opening the uh, Four Seasons soon uh, here in Montreal. So so all of this, they have their own identity. They have their own opportunities. Uh, most of it is data driven. We look at customers and how we can, uh, you know, tap into if possible and, and provide, try to provide spaces. Mm -hmm. that, that so last question, you mentioned that the Four Seasons will be opening up soon. What is next? What is something you're looking forward to? Is that what you're looking forward to? Or is there something even like outside of your own work? Like some, is there certain trends or design trends or architectural trends that you're seeing that you think are going to be yeah, really exciting? I, 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 I think I mentioned it yesterday. We're working on on forty. Uh, I think I could say for, for a long time, you know, sustainable design became like this thing. You know, where we have to use sustainable material. Now, now, I think we really have as designer, we really have a role to elevate. You know, the thinking of our clients to elevate the playing field to create actually uh, places that 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 will uh, uh, generate more wellness for our users. It, it, it's, it's super important to, to you know, build our city differently. So, so uh, we have new generation to come. So I think for me that the, 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 the next old trend is wellness, it's well-being. And, and what defines well-being in an in environment, in everything we do? It's not only about making sure the, the material here is made for, from renewable bamboo, that's not enough. That's cool, cool. But but we need to really, really, you know, think this whole sustainable ecosystem and the building environment uh, further. And it should be applied to design. It should be applied to the program, the programs we're developing. It should be applied to everything we touch. That's great. But thank you. Thank you for taking the time during uh, the Interior Design Show to come and do your talk and to share some of these ideas and stuff like that. So I think you're onto something with this whole wellness thing, and I hope that it does take off because this is a really big shift in our approach and our yeah. attitude. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your listening and the, the very good question you had. I, I really appreciate it. Thank okay. You so thank you. Bonjour. Or uh, au revoir. Au revoir, right? That was Martin LeBlanc. I spoke to him on the phone at the Interior Design Show here in Toronto. Uh, my name is Sam Yunin. You can follow me at my pal Sammy. Uh, for, that's for Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. My pal Sammy. Thank you for listening.